Welcome to Hillside Diet. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Me, 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 me. We are recording. Me, me, because me. I'm figuring out how to modulate my voice Listen, and how to have a normal conversation like in like an adult. At, you're great at it. Yeah. And we're going to do this and it's going to be even more fun Ooh. than the last time. Yes. <laughs> uh, which we'll get into. But yes. first, would you like to hear your intro? I would love to be introduced. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. Let me clear straight up <laughs> the, the bacon. <clears throat> the post guilt breakfast. <laughs> yeah, uh, the post guilt. Uh, Guilt breakfast locked into off our the, Off the vocal cords. Uh, Will and Rainey, you can leave all this lead up to the intro, by the way. It's fun. Yeah, everyone loves an in-media res of course, uh, podcast Of intro. course, especially when it starts with <laughs> <laughs> a nine-month pregnant woman clearing bacon yeah. out of her vocal cords. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for somebody to find this and be like, you're eating bacon? <laughs> Your child's going to grow a tail. Guess what? My child already has like three tails from seven other incidents. Um, all right, let's get into this. Welcome to Hillside Diane. Today is an extra special day on the podcast because today we're recording with one of my dearest friends and favorite comedians. You may recognize him from his time at SourceFed and AfterBuzz TV. Please welcome to the podcast, Matt Lieberman. Hooray! I'm so happy to I'm have so you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, I am so sorry. <laughs> That was such an organic hooray as if we didn't just attempt to record this and then realize I wasn't recording. See, what, what you don't what you don't recognize about that whole <laughs> kerfuffle is that was it's an excuse to hang out with you again. And, and as we recognized during our uh, previous recording, which yes. is officially the lost episode of the podcast, gone. <laughs> added to the wiki. That was the first time we had had a one-on-one -on -one hang in nearly 10 years of friendship. Yeah, so that was really crazy to me. That has stuck with me. I was thinking about it again this morning because it's not like we've just like known each other for 10 years. Sure. We've gone on vacation. So you've stayed in my childhood home. Yeah. Like, like, like we're real friends. Yeah, I've had a, a, a late night snack in your parents' kitchen. Right. Yeah. Like I'm I'm. I feel like you have to be wrong, but I actually can't think of a reason no, that you are. It, 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 well, I'm enough of a neurotic that I can tell you. At one point, we were supposed to have coffee, like a coffee walk and talk, and and I was going to pick your brain for advice on my career. And this was <laughs> you like you were going to pick my brain. I was going to pick your brain about like I've... six years ago, but we ultimately canceled. Was but it me that canceled? When you said we ultimately canceled, it sounds like I, I canceled on you. I would say that you had to push, and then I got in my head, and I never pushed. I never uh, rescheduled. rescheduled. Yes. This is crazy, because six years ago, you were famous Mike Lieberman. <laughs> okay, so famous I was famous Matt Mike Lieberman. Lieberman. I sort was... of said, what? Oh, there's nothing that I can offer you. No, six, six years ago, I would have, well, six years ago today, I would be like six months removed from having been famous and and matt lieberman number one on imdb um <laughs> and as of now six years later matt lieberman three on imdb and we could talk about that because that I was part it. of your original hilarious uh gag intro on the lost oh, episode i couldn't do it again here's okay. why okay well fine i'll we'll get into it yeah to introduce matt lieberman who's here present my dear friend the first one, time yes i thought it would be fun to fuck with him because we have a running joke that he is matt lieberman three on imdb and regularly he especially but also all of our friends get texts from like family being like i can't believe matt wrote free guy <laughs> like that's so awesome oh my god the writer of dr doolittle <laughs> tail to the chef tail to the chief <laughs> is your dear just, friend like, tail to the chef no which is I, a way better ratatouille man, yeah I, i'm like i'm like why did i even bring this up there's like I people felt like I it worked. hurt your feelings there's, the first time around, and then I felt so. I definitely got thrown sad. for a loop. You didn't. You didn't hurt my feelings. So I, I was like, I was again. more upset with myself that I didn't see it coming. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, Matt Lieberman is a very successful writer of feature films. Uh, there is a Matthew Lieberman who is a very successful writer of television. Yep. And um, I was once the most prominent Matt Lieberman, but I've now fallen uh, a couple places, and I'm the Matt Lieberman of digital content. I suppose for now, but everyone loves a comeback story. It's true for but now. Like I'm on cameo, right? From back when I was, <laughs> from back when I was doing SourceFed, and um, I got a cameo request years ago from a guy who I worked with when I worked in reality TV at the beginning of my career, um, who was like, "Oh my god, like my daughter loves your movie. 
the Christmas Chronicles. Like, <laughs> could you like say something about the Christmas Chronicles to her? And I didn't say anything. I didn't respond. I let it lapse. Oh, I thought I was, you were going to say you just did it. No, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. Oh, I didn't want to have to say anything. There's um, no shame I know in that, this. I, I know that. But like, uh, logically, I know that. Yeah. Emotionally, you know, I was a twisted up little rat. Sure, 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 um, sure. I have a fascination with the other Matt Liebermans. There's another Matt Lieberman who's like the head of psychology at UCLA. Incredible. Um, there's a Matt Lieberman who ran for Senate. There's a Matt Lieberman who's like the chief marketing officer of PricewaterhouseCoopers. They're like the uh, company that has something to do with the Oscars. That's all I know about PricewaterhouseCoopers. But um, but yeah, I've wanted to uh, have dinner with all of them <laughs> and uh that's been like a fascination of mine for years so we've, we've emailed we've, yeah we've dm'd a little bit we're all on good terms well, and the reveal from last time was that i knew you had reached out to do a dinner with five matt Liebermans. but what you didn't know is that they had all agreed to do yes, it and i and chi chickened out i chickened out because i wanted i i wanted to film it and i didn't have the money and I felt awkward about asking them if I could film it. So rather than have a lovely lunch where I might have like learned something, <laughs> I robbed us all of this experience. I think the moral of the story is that uh, whatever Malcolm Gladwell names don't mean anything bullshit that yeah. he's definitely published. Or wait, maybe it's a Freakonomics thing. I have no idea. Which but I don't it's, think it's it was just him. not true. Matt Liebermans are drawn to it, greatness. It, yes. And at correct. times controversy. And all are willing and able to attend a lunch at your disposal mm -hmm. for fun and entertainment. All we have to do is get that Kickstarter up. I'm so happy, <laughs> so happy to spend the money that we reserved for our child's crib on a dinner provide that would be great what, what does he need you have a nice big bed in there it's, just don't roll yeah just, just don't, don't roll, roll as, as long as nobody oh that's my biggest fear rolling squish <laughs> just get like a nice big strap fear. across the whole bed you belt yourselves in at night <sighs> then you're both flat and and babies between you and there's no there's no propensity for rolling you can't do it there's no room um, listen i uh i'm really just so grateful that you're doing this again thank <laughs> you me. uh i really enjoyed our last conversation i did too and and i am now racked with nerves about I did so great last time and no one will ever know <laughs> that if they, if they're like, Oh, that was a pretty mid episode. I'm, oh I'm going to freeze. Listen, it's hard to recreate lightning in a bottle. Sure. Like, is that the thing? I know. It's, it's hard to recreate greatness. I, I can't imagine what it's like to be you and know that the best episode of your podcast is one that is people will never hear. Is lost you'll never you know, I think subconsciously ah, because we God. hadn't hung out one-on-one -on -one before <laughs> we actually needed to get that one. That was basically us hanging out, just holding microphones, prop microphones. And just like, kibitzing and yes, having a great exactly. time yeah. and so we actually needed that mm -hmm. to get that out of the way so that we could shine mm -hmm. in this record so i think this one will actually prove to be better we can judge it at the end <laughs> we could say we're not holding a high standard we'll let you guys know where we think it fell and then you can let us know what you think as well how do you specifically spelled out on microphone what happened or am I am, like, I, I think so. Okay. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> just <laughs> Sorry, that we, guys. Or should we just keep, just keep alluding, alluding to it? To, no, yeah. just that we, we recorded like 40 something minutes yeah. of a podcast yeah. episode only to discover that we were not recording. Yeah. That was such a nice use of universal. We, and what he means is we, I was were here recording, too, Taylor. I and never he looked at me and it saw my face go ghost white. <laughs> and you said something like to, Am I okay? Like you immediately. Like, I'm like, did were I like, do something wrong? Yes. Did I and blow I out my like, mic? Um, um, uh, Matt, uh, can you come? And then I just started going, Mike, Mike, can you come fix? <laughs> we this? like started listening through, and he's like, yeah. No, that's a woman. That's also a woman. Yeah, sorry. That is also a woman. No, we did not record your <laughs> all, episode. All great episodes, and, but But before none. you could even get your first I'm sorry out of your mouth, I'm like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. I think this was ultimately good for you because in, in the decade of our friendship mm. um we are so so close bff uh you're late for everything <laughs> okay so i love you you are a talented hyperhero you're late for everything here and also, is the you probably did cancel on us in that one fateful it's walk entirely po it's possible you. alexa not now um, it's usually you so here's this, the sick this. thing the, what? Sick, what thing, the Taylor, sick thing i was early 
I was a few minutes early for that recording session. I rocked out in my car well, to music and I rolled up to your door just at 10 a.m. and I knocked. And it's because I have shamed you for a decade yes. into being on time for things and it doesn't work. But in this situation, it worked. And then to have shamed you and just showing up, I think, 15 minutes early so that we could do this and have a heart out. I then wasted your entire day <laughs> by hanging out and not recording, thus redeeming you from a decade of flakiness. And now we're on an even playing field. I would love to see this slate be clean. I, I, I told I, you. I, I told you it's clean. <laughs> you bringing it up on the podcast tells me it's not. <laughs> tells me there is still resentment. I had to defend there are myself. I had to defend myself. <laughs> a little and i do think it's part of the i do think it's just part of the the lore is uh -huh. that leading up to this maybe there was a little resentment okay. as, as is clear by the fact that i won't let you get and away that's with why anything. you didn't record and, and i know <laughs> but now the true guilt i mean it manifested itself in me being like i'll buy you breakfast you can come over anytime there were multiple, you told me you were gonna was, be late today and i just thumbs upped it i didn't make a single snarky remark I know. taylor the amount of emails because I was because I was in your wedding party. I yeah. was I was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was in your wedding party. The the number of emails that went out to the groomsmen yeah. about being on time and about budgeting extra time that I know were <laughs> low-key directed at me and directed by you through him. How dare you? To me. Not true. Not no, true. No. no. I can actually tell you with full certainty that is not true. That is something I would absolutely do. Yeah. So I see, so I see that. <laughs> That's but, just me but, out of love actually, for you knowing what you're capable but, of. But also, you know me and I wouldn't go passive aggressive. I would text you and say, this means a lot to Mike. If you show up late, I will ruin you. And because I was on we're time close and enough. early for everything. Congratulations. Thanks. No one told me otherwise. So, <laughs> and I will say being the bride is the best. Cause even if you were late, everyone would have been like, everyone was on time. Mm. And it was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, no, I love you. Uh, so deeply. I love you too. Uh, this late has been wiped clean because I fucked us. I'm thrilled. <laughs> Cause, Cause it fills me with so much anxiety. You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Cause so did this. Okay. Let's get into something that causes us no, anxiety at all pure joy pure love and that joy. is your hill uh, yes my hill is that you cannot watch reality tv by yourself it is not designed for it it is a team sport and you need at the very minimum <laughs> at the very minimum it's like doubles tennis you need someone to watch with you because Reality TV is designed to be talked over, to be paused, to be rewound, to be memed, to stop and look up someone's Instagram to see whether or not they had plastic surgery done. <laughs> Unlike scripted TV, which like I adore, scripted TV, you don't want to talk over because you want to savor every morsel, so you want to hear every line, you want to respect all, all of the millions of dollars and all of the art, the time, the hours <laughs> that people spent. Um, reality TV is not that. And, and, I am somebody who was once a major reality TV snob. My first job in LA was developing reality and game shows. I got hired out of college. And at the time, I didn't watch any reality TV. In fact, I was just like, absolutely not. Lowest common denominator. I was just like, I want to be a writer. Uh, all I cared about was scripted. Sure. And, um, you know, since uh, meeting my now fiance, uh, I've started watching more and more reality TV. <laughs> Who's famously trash. Who's no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Who is famously like, here? The I came best. in educated and bright, and then no. I met this woman. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I take full responsibility for this. Denise, I take full I responsibility totally for kidding. this. I want She's this like on the record. Such a class act. I led her astray. We were both oh. we were both scripted babies for oh, sure. Oh, interesting. Okay. We were both all about I the scripted. I was hoping she brought you over to the dark. Her favorite, uh, to one the of her favorite side. movies is Magnolia. You don't need to defend Denise okay. on this podcast. Denise I feel like I have so to. You called her. Here. <laughs> no, it was just that you Who were leading so it up like than me. you were leading it up <clears throat> like no, 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 no. Then all of us. She's just like I've no, never no, no, once no. seen her without her nails here's what, done. Here's she has what impeccable taste in TV. Like so many, uh, there were breathless write-ups of the scripted show Unreal when it debuted, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I wanted to watch it because it sounded really good, yeah, really great interesting. Show, by the way. We can talk about it. The first season. Oh. First season is excellent. We watched three and a half seasons. Oh, well, there, it went four seasons. They went four seasons. I just assumed final it went season two. was exclusive to Hulu. No, no, no. We 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 went hard. Wow. We went hard for the show. We forgave a lot. <laughs> the first season is excellent. Phenomenal. Um, and after having worked in reality TV and then watching that show, which is about how uh, reality TV producers uh, produce a show like The Bachelor and produce 
moments out of the talent yeah um and get them to do things they wouldn't ordinarily do we started watching the real the bachelor and the bachelorette um because we were so fascinated by the show and we honestly wanted more of unreal so we watched that instead instead picked it apart and tried to figure out what was scripted and what isn't Fun. and um you know a lot of that show isn't scripted necessarily but it is very highly produced uh you you have producers who are putting people into a crucible where they uh, have to talk about this person 24-7 and are plied with alcohol 24-7, and it produces a genuine attachment that is not natural. Yeah, yeah, and, and most of producing, I mean, being a good producer is mastering the art of leading questions yes. and getting people to say the sound bites that you know you're going to edit into something that may not even exist. Sure, or you're, you're doing your interview that's going to be cut up and used over like five, six episodes. Yes, yes, You're yes, doing yes, it yes. over like three, four hours. And if you can't get a sound bite out of them in hour one, you bring it back out when they're exhausted. Which is why if you notice in a lot of shows now when they're doing confessionals, they're always in the same outfit. Correct. They might do two interviews for an entire season right. of television. Like uh, Real, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it, you can tell it's like two outfits for the whole season, which means that it's like two very, very long days. Um, on other shows where you have talent that's maybe more eager or, or not as conscious about how they'll come across on camera, um, they will straight up read, uh, read back scripted uh, sound bites to the camera. Oh, wow. So um, Little Women, the Little Women franchise, which we adore, yes. um, is, uh, is very famous for this. It, it, I, I say famous. It's famous to us. Most people don't think about this. Right, right, right. But how, what do you mean it's famous about this? Like, has there like, been coverage it, about it? No, as in, uh, I would say 95% of all of the, um, the interview sound bites are scripted. 100%. Oh, cool. It is very, very clear that they're not speaking in their own voice. Interesting. That they have been told what to say. But this is based on your observation. This isn't based on yes. people coming forward and yeah. saying, like, I was told to read this out loud. 100%. Interesting. Um, we, when I worked for Fremantle Media, it was my first job, we were doing a presentation for a show we were pitching about a dog hotel. And this was back when, like, dog hotels were still, like, very novel. <laughs> sure. Um, and this place is, doesn't exist anymore. It was called The Barkley. It was in um, Westlake Village. And... Um, you know, we were sitting down and my boss was interviewing um, one of the employees there. And um, there were specific story beats that we needed to hit that she just was not giving from the interview. Um, so at the end, we rattled off like six in a row, like things we wrote down. And then she would say it back to us pretty much as we wrote it. And that's what wound up in that's what wound up in the uh, in the presentation. And that's what happens a lot is when you're producing story in in reality TV and someone who like has way more experience, feel free to call me out in a five star review of Hills I Die On on <laughs> iTunes. You're wrong. Five stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what we love to see. You know, see. Matt Lieberman is wrong. Love the show. Five, five stars. stars. <laughs> um, you figure out what's going on in the person's life. Like maybe at the beginning of a season of television. And now we're just like talking about how reality TV is made. We'll, now, we'll no, get it's into fun, I, Well, you know, I worked in reality TV too. It was different because it was uh you know like home makeover type of work okay so like more structured reality yes but but it was absolutely produced i mean there was a whole thing of them being like and we have to boat to this island and i was like no you didn't we all just pulled up from off camera like, right this is an insane plot point and i was like wow that's bananas and part of my job was actually writing up outlines and then having the producers try to follow set outlines exactly you know what beats you're trying to hit especially with like a, like a formatted show like yeah, that absolutely. you know what the episode is and what all the pieces it has to contain so now you have to actually get those things get out the of footage. real footage exactly um with unstructured reality maybe at the beginning of a season you talk about like what's going with the talent what's going on in your life right now um and if there isn't anything we will come up with stuff yeah um, that they will then have to oh, deal man, with. Oh man, so you're safer coming into these shows with some... <laughs> with structure? Some... Absolutely. Any show that is a, a doc show, to some level, is the storyline is being produced and created by someone who is not these people. Like, uh, people always talk all the time about The Hills is very scripted. And if you watch The Hills, you can tell what is scripted and what isn't. If people are actually upset, mm -hmm. crying, screaming, doing yeah. something that's genuinely unexpected, that is real. That is real people dealing with the real stress of being on this show 
and um, something genuine has happened. Right. But the vast majority of it, people are talking very like reasonably right. about this trauma at work. Although or, arguably when, when the breakdowns happen, it's because the bear has been poked and <laughs> the bear has been provided with so much alcohol yeah. <laughs> that at that point it almost is produced too. Cause right. it's like, oops. <laughs> but all of this like meta narrative and, yeah, yeah. and dare I say fun is the reason why you're, you're supposed to watch a show yourself. So the original version of this, to, with other people, or with mean? other people, when we were doing our, our previous episode, the original version of this hill, I'm the only person who's ever gotten a revised hill. This is a man-made hill. It's not natural. <laughs> the original thing I came in with was, uh, was about temptation Island. It was like that temptation Island is, is the best show on television. Yes. And before I debate you, I do have to give you what you already know. And that mm. is that I binged so much temptation Island before the record, uh, an unwell amount of temptation Island. And I, hated it yes. i was so bored i was like it's not that i hated it it's just like it was old i it felt tedious a lot of these dating shows are the exact same i i personally felt like there was way too much in this specific show going on like all of a sudden we talked about this all of a sudden there was like you know a girl being voted off that we'd never seen before and it would be like goodbye hannah and mm -hmm. it would be like hey my time wasn't over and you're like who the fuck is hannah <laughs> but see but that then, is yes yeah, okay. but then mm -hmm. you came 15 minutes early as yeah. promised right on schedule and i wasn't done watching yet um because i had little faith that you would be here too much and you came in and we watched the last 15 minutes together and it was the highlight of of the episode for me 100%. because we got to discuss it i got to yell the things that were annoying to me mm -hmm. you, just listening to you giggle over these final moments is uh, joy inducing like and and i had a blast so i will give you that watching that show specifically great mm -hmm. in a group significantly better yes and i would argue that this is true of most if not all reality tv well the first one i want to bring up because i've been watching this sure all, go ahead absolutely by myself for the large amount of my strike slash pregnancy and that is alone and i think it is pretty special that i can watch alone alone and uh i will essentially fast forward to all the parts where they're fishing hunting and like ripping apart the things that they've caught to eat and i will sit with chicken and i will eat chicken and watch them eat grouse or beaver and i will love every second of it and i don't know what this means i don't know what some psychologist could break down from this i haven't brought it into therapy but i don't need anyone else for this experience to feel so good for hours on end so you're experiencing something primal okay <laughs> yeah. you're, you're tapping into your your animal nature absolutely um i would argue that because you are fast forwarding the show yeah uh, that it's almost like you're just watching. You could be watching this as a montage on YouTube. I'm you fast forwarding the B-roll, which I think is every reality TV show has it right now at this current point in time. And I would argue every single one of them sure. is only 20 minutes of actual content, but is usually like 45 to 55 minutes in length. And it's all B-roll or reiterations of things that we've already seen. And I don't need that. I don't mm -hmm. need that. I just need the new stuff and the fishing and the gilly line making and the hunting down and direct stabbing of buffalo by primal man while I sit and eat my garlic rosemary chicken <laughs> from Vons. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. That B-roll and that restating of what already oh. happened is for the people who are watching in groups Together. who talked Together. over it the first time. Don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. You're so <laughs> and right. They're like, wait, so what's happening? Yes. And they don't want to back up because this is the boring storyline. Yes. Um, it wanna look, I, I get where you're coming from, but I would argue that if you watched it with it, that if you watched it with Mike or if you watched it with somebody and they were tearing apart chicken with you, the show would be you better. You know, here's the truth though. I got into it because of our dear friends Bill and Honora, mm -hmm. who watched it with us uh during the pandemic when we were in Wisconsin. Okay. And we uh, got, fell in love with it together. And I absolutely loved watching with them, but I was like, everyone needs to be quiet. They're fishing now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch this. I need to focus on these really good parts. Mm -hmm. And I would argue, yes, I love spending time with my friends and having things to relate, but I don't need them to enjoy alone. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay. That's 100% fair. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, I, 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 there is one reality show that 
I watch by myself and it's but it's not by choice. It's because Denise does not want to watch it. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, Great British Bake Off. I, OK, great. So before we get into this, I did break it down into genres because I think you're on to something in terms of like certain genres that require being watched together or Do, else like mostly like doc and dating or else we need like a wellness check. Right. right? And okay. it's like it's like, what are you getting out of this if you're not going to talk to somebody else about it? If it's, you're not bitching or talking about people's plastic. Yes, surgery. it's yes. crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. It's It's too fun to not engage. Watching with somebody else can also mean. Twitter banter. Mm -hmm. Like you can be engaging socially without necessarily sitting with someone on the couch. Um, and I think that's what they're built for. But yes, the genres I have right now, and then we'll go through them. Uh, the first one, dating. Yeah. I think dating stuff is intended to be watched for someone else. I would say specifically with either your partner yes, or with like your wingman or wingwoman. Yeah. Like with somebody who you you both have strong opinions about dating. Yes. Um, and you've already expressed them to each other. So there's a shorthand. Totally. And you can just go off on other people. That's great. great. I love that. Yes. I, I also should point out that I, I too was a reality TV snob. I was like, why would I watch this? I'm not wasting my time. Sure. I smart. <laughs> I, I smart. I Ice. go to state school and I read. Um, <laughs> I own multiple um, books. Yes. I, I have never, bookshelves. I would no. never go dance in the uh, mud trough and with then, the Exactly. And then I've said this on the podcast before, but when I got in my first network room, mm -hmm. every single person who were all writers that I admired and, yeah. and, you know, respected and wanted to learn from and become all watched fucking reality TV, all of it. Yeah. And so suddenly I was like, I'm not going to be able to have conversations with these people if i don't start a lying immediately so you, so you and B, watched out of panic panic, panic <laughs> watch was calling my friend alex who at the time had a bachelorette podcast and i was like just tell me everything and she was like well 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 <laughs> look who it is yeah exactly look like waiting smile. for this moment to come for me to be like explain to me who these people are and the key players so that i don't have to watch nine million minutes of content so that i can at least just like recite sound bites back to these bosses She's and like, then Taylor, you could just here. listen to my podcast yeah. <laughs> too much content because for every hour of the bachelor each of their podcasts dissects it for like three hours oh, it's even more content yeah, yeah, that's, um, that's a yes, problem you're gonna run into I would that agree. And, and all the shows that we watched were dating it was either bachelor bachelorette mm -hmm. um i mean now it's you know the ultimatum uh it was the circle god fucking yeah which the like is be, so being much turned fun. into a dating show and i'm so frustrated because it is not a dating no, show it's a it's the art of manipulation show yes. but but i would argue that because it is human manipulation centric i'm just gonna put it in dating because it doesn't feel like it belongs in gaming mm -hmm. which is like survivor amazing race alone although i guess it could it's a hybrid alone is a doc alone is not uh, i would say alone is not a is not well competition it's technically, reality. it's technically there's a winner is it are you tracking multiple people mm -hmm. over the course mm -hmm. of each episode yeah oh, okay and then it's whoever survives the longest all right, wins. so I just know nothing. That's, oh. that's okay. I'm thinking of Don't like worry, Naked and Afraid where every yes, episode naked is Naked and Afraid is, is, is yeah. gaming. And I'll happily talk about Say Yes to the Dress, which I think is uh. actually... Say Yes to the Dress is the best structured... It, it is the best format I've ever seen. Okay, and I would argue Say Yes, say yes to the Dress to me, almost feels more like cooking and baking, which mm -hmm. can absolutely be enjoyed alone. Yes. There is nothing better on an airplane than a deep cut Listen. Dan Levy <laughs> <laughs> brunch show, which I've watched every You've episode watched that of Max now. Max brunch 1, show? 1,000%. Okay. Right. I got so into it on the airplane and then only had two episodes left, so I had to like, hunt it down to that watch on the ground. That might be a perfect show for me. So like, uh, uh, the majority, if I'm watching something by myself, it is on my phone while accomplishing a task. Interesting. Um, like that, that is just the nature of, that is just the nature of being in a couple, at least in, in my opinion. Sure. I, I, I watch the majority of my TV while doing other stuff. So like Bake Off is perfect, uh, except for when they're telling you what everyone is about to make. And I have to stop what I'm doing to just look at all the pictures so that yeah. I, I know what I'm tracking with my ears for the rest of it. Um, <laughs> Exclusively listening to cooking shows is insane. The only point of it is for the aesthetics. No, it's not you, true. I would argue I don't need to know what they're making at all. I just pop back in and oh, then no, I'm like, I watch Bake, I watch bake Off for the characters. Bake Off. What? I watch Bake Off for the characters. What? Well, Bake Off is specific because they're also Sometimes nice. you yeah, get a yeah, dud yeah. season where there isn't anyone worth rooting for, but yeah. that's very rare. No, you root for all of them. And that's the beauty of Bake Off is that everybody roots for all of them, including the judges. I know, but like gentle. someone who's like genuinely 
great or or just genuinely super kind, nice. Yeah. You know, those like weird seasons where there's where there's like an attractive woman and there's like uncomfortable energy between her and Paul Hollywood. And you're like, is this influencing his opinions a little bit? Those are yeah, like yeah, early yeah, seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So real quick, just back to the Hill quick question. You say reality TV is intended to be watched with somebody else. Yes. And if you're watching dating shows solo, <laughs> what's your diagnosis? <sighs> Here's the thing. And keeping it to yourself and not the next day going into the office and engaging in conversation because you can watch it alone and then engage in so, conversation. Okay, so, so let me be clear. Okay. What you're positing is someone who has all the fun, has the option to share it with someone. Well, maybe they don't have the option. Okay, it, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. I think the only reason why is you, you, you yearn for fun. You want fun. You do not have the option to have the most fun with it. You see the potential. If you had someone there, you'd be bursting with things to say. If you had someone in the office who watched the same, same show, maybe you've kind of lightly hinted to other people to watch that show. So you would have someone to watch. But then with. that argues maybe you that there to has to be somebody, instead. but there has to be somebody who's a part of it. No, they're being failed. Like that's the but, thing. Is but, like, but in that sense, they are still watching it and loving it enough to try to get other people on board alone. Okay. So, so in video games, there's, okay. there's a phenomenon called speed running. Do you know what this is? No. Okay, it is, uh, it is where people try to complete a game as fast as possible. Okay. So a game that takes 60 hours to complete, people figure out how to destroy it and, and finish it in two or three hours or maybe 30 minutes. Would you say that those people are doing what developers intended for the intended experience for that video. Well, I don't, I, I'm, I, I'm losing the thread here because I don't care if they do that. Playing a game is an active, like watching TV is- Watching is, reality you're TV You're saying it is should be active, act, but an, I'm saying that if you're watching it alone, it is passive. I, if you're playing this game and you want to set a record, like do you know the amount of times pre-Twitch, pre-anything, as a nine-year-old, I sat and just wanted to destroy Mario Kart. And like, I would race against like ghost mode. So I'd be mm -hmm. racing against myself, like for no one. I wasn't going to tell anyone that. But my here's the thing. What you're, what we're agreeing on one thing. Yes. There are a variety of ways to enjoy something. Absolutely. But that does not mean that that would is, is the designed intended experience. It is. So you're not saying if you watch reality TV alone, you are mm -hmm. deeply unwell. I'm not saying that you're deeply unwell. I'm saying you're being robbed of like the full maximal enjoyment Got it. of the medium. The medium is designed to be enjoyed in a group setting. To watch it alone is to rob yourself of joy. Interesting. And if you are only watching it alone because you have to, I get it. That's me and Bake Off. That's yeah. you so and you alone right now because you are watching Ripping Apart a Chicken and feeling- I don't feeling want you to come over and watch alone with me. I don't want Mike to be- I know. It's the only what show <laughs> because I love watching all TV with Mike, so it drives me that's nuts. That's an active experience. Crazy. That's not, you're not even just watching it. it yes, I am. It's just for you to feel your primal feelings alone, as you rip by apart- by myself. Listen, I used to get whole rotisserie chickens too, okay? <laughs> when oh I my was, God, I had I, no idea. <laughs> I, I used to get whole rotisserie chickens and I would rip them apart and I would eat half of it in one sitting, maybe more than half. So are half. you counting the chicken as a person in this situation? Like if I was doing it sans chicken? I wasn't, I was watching Alias when I did this, but I, but here's the thing. I felt like Godzilla. I felt like a dinosaur. I felt like a giant ape. I felt like King Kong. I know the feeling that comes from ripping apart, let's call it a carcass. Yes. And feasting <laughs> upon its riches. Right. Okay. And I but don't that has need nothing to do with reality TV. To be, yeah, I, I think it does. I would prefer to be alone. <laughs> Listen, is it anecdotal? Yes. I would prefer to be alone with my chicken because then also I can eat it as disgusting exactly. as I want to. I don't shame. have to feel anything. Any I can just enjoy to... the show and enjoy my chicken in the comfort of my own listen, couch by myself. I know. Look, Denise and I, we'll get a Zanku chicken. We'll split it down the middle. I'll have my <laughs> half, right? But I'm not ripping it apart no. the way I would if I was on my own so in the dark. So arguably, you could have... No, no, no. In the dark. In you the have dark. to be able to see what you're getting into. No, you no yes, you do. <laughs> Eating is robbing... Not being able to see your food is robbing it of joy. So I, you would never go to like a dining in the dark experience. Drives me nuts. I want to be able to see my food. I, it's, it's part of the joy. Mm. Absolutely. Dining mm. in the dark sounds like a fucking nightmare. That it just sounds like a bad trope intended for one bad TV episode where someone touches the waiter's boobs. And I it's like, whoa, I, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait a second. Are these boobs? <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was looking for my falafel. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I've never been, but I've always wanted to go because I'm curious. I'm like, there are enough of these that there must be something to it. 
There must be some. No, there's not that many of them. I bet there's one novelty left in the world. Lies. You think there's any that survived the pandemic? I bet that there have been new ones that have opened since the pandemic. Not a chance. Dining in the dark. There's no way this still exists, and I don't want anyone to (sighs) Google it. It, You know, it's it's possible that you're right, and I, I will only say it's because of this. Too many people dined in the dark in their darkened apartments and darkened homes. Oh my homes. God, horrible. It's that there's no longer an appetite for it. But I would argue there was never an appetite for it. I would argue it. that there was. What a shitty date to take someone on. Then you can't see your date. You can't see your food. It's the same thing as taking someone to a movie for a date. A movie is a first date. No, what because are you, you're high? at least watching something. Um, maybe if and you're, you're going to have dinner or drinks before or after. The whole point is that you actually can't see anything. It's not like a movie theater where it's like, ooh, it's a little dark. The mood has been set. There's lighting. We can hold hands. You're but like we genuinely can't talk. We try- can't get to know God, each the other. The thought of getting up to pee nine times during a meal, which is what happens now. In a dark restaurant, my knees would be so fucked. But so see, that's I'm a fantastic say, scene. I'm I would love to see. I would love to see woman that. I'm, I'm suing this place. <laughs> I'm praying that it still exists because now I want to see that scene because then she would have to get led by a waiter every fucking time. And that's like, that's genuinely funny. All that's right, like, that's right. like farce level. Like you build, you build that scene. That she's that's just, so stupid. <laughs> I, I will own all Is of the restaurants. Is it also dark in the bathroom or... Well, also, Do they give you a minute? Well, if no. Better, they is, better give you a minute with the lights in, There on. better be lights in the bathroom. <laughs> if there are not lights in the bathroom, that's a problem. Terrible but business also, model. In, in a post-smartphone world, I'm realizing this. Because I am also, I'm realizing how out of date I might be. People would bring out their phones and they would take out their flashlights and they would absolutely try to look at the food and look at each other. And, and look would, at the menu. Right. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is. Wait, 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 wait. You're robbed you of the joy. You <laughs> a paper menu that you can't see in the dining in the dark experience? That is the most the lasagna no (laughs) you just get to pick the other thing about taking someone to enjoy it together by the nature of it being (laughs) shut by the nature of it being dark you don't get to enjoy it with that person because you can't even see their reaction no you can hear it though okay back to your hill yes um the other one that i think i can absolutely excuse me watch by myself anything makeover centric we're talking queer eye we're talking any type of transformation show uh home or person makeover really i fucking love watching anything or anyone be made over i'm obsessed Mm -hmm. uh do you also do you remember mtv made while we're on the topic yes of course what a dream show to just watch watch by yourself yeah (laughs) just to watch someone get good i never watched it with anyone else i was like in the basement as like an eighth grader what i would argue is that you were robbed of the full experience i don't know i I don't think think i need you need someone to talk with and and be like do, does this person deserve what they're getting? Are they any good at it? How would I, I be? How would you be? What would you ask yeah, for? Yeah, but I can have that whole process. I mean, it sounds like I'm an only child or an introvert. Like I it am does. such an extrovert and I love people. But these shows, I can absolutely just eat up by myself because you get the full validation. Like there's nothing dramatic happening in Queer Eye that I like need to talk to anyone about. Like the only funny bit is like Anthony with the avocados. (laughs) And it's like, great. We all know that he's in it to just be like the hot guy with the gorgeous eyes. Why don't you want to talk with a friend? It's fun, but I don't need it. I don't mm-hmm. need it to enjoy it. I okay. can still enjoy all of Bobby's home makeover so scenes. If, what if the show is just so good that it works even without the full experience? But you think that makeover shows were also intended to be watched with others? I think that every reality show is wow. intended to be watched with others. I, I think that conversation is a key element of the full enjoyment. Like what you're doing now, telling me about it, right? is part of the enjoyment but versus how short like was that like there's really nothing else that i can tell you i mean like same with like America's but you don't Next burst into tears model. when they when they see themselves and they realize like who they can be 
No, but I also, I love when they burst into tears. I love, I love, we listen back to dating. I was like, oh, this one we like to watch with people. Like we love to love on the spectrum. I know there's sure. some, some commentary on it now that perhaps it's not the greatest representation, um, but we watched it together. Mm-hmm. Dating shows, fun, watching it together, yes. dissecting it. I would argue I would never watch those alone. Okay. Makeovers. I, I mean, look, there is a genre of reality TV that maybe breaks my proverbial camel's back. Yeah, okay, great. Um, and, and I'll argue against myself here. The dad reality show, which is like the male skewing competition centric reality show, your deadliest catch, your storage wars. Oh, this is already devastating. Yeah. For, for my argument. When I worked at Ed, Ed Fremantle, um, I can't remember who it was. It might've, it, it might've literally been the creator of deadliest catch who took over the company while I was there. <laughs> he put it like this and, and I don't know. I'm just saying what he said. This may be wildly sexist. He's like, men want there to be a score. Women want there to be conflict. Um, men will only watch a reality show if there is a winner and a loser and points on the screen like they're watching football. Would you argue that like The Bachelor fits into this because people are being voted off and you're watching the numbers decrease? Um, no, I would, I would say th- I would say that the bachelor is designed for co-viewing. Uh, like some people might say that it's like a female skewing show, Sure, but like, I think it's designed for co-viewing. I would wonder what the demo is. So now my, my new theory and mm-hmm. fear is that we are perpetuating this myth that like women need camaraderie and men can do things alone. And so we're providing them with content catered toward isolating men and keeping them from having dialogue. Yeah. Thus. Because, like, do you, do you really think, like, imagine you were watching an episode of Deadliest Catch with your dad. Well, as we know, I love fishing. <laughs> <laughs> so I will totally do this. But do you think that he would turn to you and say, like, man, what a haul of crabs? Or, like, yeah, boy, they're running the, this ship. That would be the extent ter- of it. The terrible. extent of it would be, like, nice catch. <laughs> and then it would get into, and then it would get into what we hear every single summer of, you know, I need to really read you the fishing lines up at Wildcat, right. <laughs> up at our cabin, where, he's, where for the last 25 years, he's been talking about redoing the fishing lines on the old poles. But you know what? No, I'm, I'm totally fucking wrong. I'm wrong. Because if, if guys watch sports together, they're going to talk the whole fucking absolutely, time. Absolutely. So I'm wondering, do they do that? Do, do men sit in a room, watch Storage Wars, and talk about what a mistake so-and-so made by picking out this locker and they should have gotten this amount versus this amount. Cause I could totally see that happen. Yeah, well, I just have no evidence that it exists. Yeah, here's the truth. Oh, I would argue that with, you know, I don't know about storage wars cause I've never seen it or known anyone who's watched it. Obviously it's successful somewhere in the world cause it keeps going. Mm-hmm. But I know just as many men as women who watch reality TV and who watch the same dating shows and who watch, I mean, and maybe it is just our little bubble of like writer's rooms, but like, yeah, I don't know how well L.A. County counts counts towards the overall market because I'm so far removed from this too, a, and, and I, I'm, I'm fascinated by demographics, and I, I would love absolutely. To, I would love this info, um, but but yeah, like I I, I could, it could be argued that those shows are trying to ape a similar experience to sports. Yeah, you're not wrong. The the thing that all reality TV has, that sports has, Mm -hmm. that scripted shows don't, is I can't look up TMZ articles or the Instagram feed of a scripted character. And and no matter how great a writer you are, I don't want to. Like, I don't want someone to create an Instagram feed for Daenerys Targaryen. I just don't, because it's nonsense yeah um, <laughs> it's not real right but like digging into the meta narrative of what has gone on in a person's life since a season ended oh absolutely is part is again part of the experience absolutely it, it's it's any it's like watching any documentary or like I, we watched the blackberry movie uh, which, which i still want to see yeah That's fun. Hilarious. It, it, very fun and again it was fun because i didn't know anything about it and then afterwards you get to google and be like where are these people now or you know where's anna delvey what's she doing now we'll always want to know she's got a reality show she does. She's got some kind of reality show. Anna Delby lands reality show and she is filming during house arrest. Um, <laughs> it is called Delvey's Dinner Club. Stop. And it's uh, going to film inside her East Village NYC apartment while she's serving under house arrest. Oh my Series God. comes from Courtney White and Butternut. Butternut. Interesting. Good job, Butternut. I'm already eye rolling. I don't want to watch it. No, no one wants to watch no. it. No. Uh, okay, wait. Back to your hill. 
Um, okay. So dating intended to be watched with others, uh, cooking and baking were split on that one. Gaming of some kind. I would say competition reality. Yes. Still benefits from someone else being in the room, but the structure eases you along. Yeah. I think, so, you know what? I think it also depends because something like anytime someone's being voted off, it's fun to watch with others because yes. like it's fun to pick your favorites. It's fun to guess who's going to do it, but I could watch something like, um, ultimate Ninja warrior by myself. And it's just watching people try to do obstacle courses. Ultimate Ninja Warrior, I would argue, is sports. Interesting. Ultimate. But, but I can watch it by myself, absolutely. Yeah, but people watch sports by themselves, too. To yeah, me, yeah. it's oh. just, we're just watching someone try to attempt a task. Oh, Again, oh, oh. I thought it, you were saying sports was required to watch with other people. Too. No, no, no. I, well, it, you benefit from it. Yes, yes, but, yes. And I think most people watch sports so that they can be a part of this camaraderie of being a fan. In some this way. may sound dismissive, more dismissive than I intended. But I feel like Ultimate Ninja Warrior is essentially the human version of watching a Rube Goldberg machine or a Domino's th video on YouTube. Absolutely. Like, and you don't need to be with other people because it's no really just the satisfaction. Yes, than you're not following. Will it Correct. happen? They either do it or they don't. And it's satisfying to watch when they, when they get it. Yeah. Okay, where we add on um, singing, dancing, performing. Any type of like, you know, I would argue versus... that those shows are really, really boring without a person in the room. Um, someone to talk about how you feel about what the judges said, someone to talk about the performance and whether or not it was any good. Someone to talk about the packages, the endless agree. packages that talk about their hometown or, or follow them or whatever, because like while their stories are heartwarming, they aren't necessarily great characters. Like the people on those shows are on those shows because they have a talent, not because they make for great TV. So true. And they're, which is just, why they have judges with personalities, right? So you're either fast forwarding or you have a person in the room to talk with as you watch it live. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong there. I would never watch uh, like uh, um, America's Got Talent by myself. But whenever we're visiting the East Coast, we watch it with with family, family and it's or fun. someone sends you a clip and you watch a great clip yes, of yes, someone yes, yes, being yes. very talented. Yes. But as a television show, it, it needs people. It yeah, needs yeah. people. It needs a live audience. It needs people commentating. A lot of it requires like call in. Are we still calling and texting in to vote for Kelly Clarkson? To be honest, not sure. I, I would say I would either. say there there must be some component of that for a voting for, right? for Got Talent and for American Idol for those legacy yeah, yeah, yeah. reality competition shows for sure. But for the most part, it's been it's been fully ripped out of uh, of competition reality because it's expensive and it the audiences are not big enough to justify it. Huh. Um, we've been so siloed because there's so many entertainment options. Like again, like people could just watch videos on YouTube or watch TikTok or whatever, or watch right, a right, live right. on Instagram. People are so siloed into what they actually watch. And the audiences are so small that there isn't a communal uh, viewing experience like that outside of, you know, the Super Bowl, a live event of some kind. When I worked in reality TV, did, did you often hear people's desire for second screen viewing like shows that um, basically like when I worked in development, there was a huge appetite for uh, second screen viewing shows where there would be some sort of companion app so that if people were on their phone, they were still engaging with the show. Um, what? Yeah. Like, so this was like 2010, 2011. Do you mean just having a TV, but also your phone? Like you're watching America's Got Talent and rather than being on Instagram on your phone, yeah. you're on the America's Got Talent app or whatever. Oh, or sure, like, sure, sure. You know, if there's but a game show, you're, a game show you're playing along. Right. The, I would argue that part of reality TV enjoyment is that second screen viewing has become reaching for your phone to answer a question that you have about something you've just seen on yes, screen. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I said, you know, watching things together doesn't necessarily have to be on the couch together, being part of the Twitter community or being part of the whatever, you know, Reddit community. It's part of that joy. You're still watching it. It's still community of yeah. some kind that's making it joyful. I would just say that even if the community is not right there in the room with you, that is part of the experience. Yeah, yeah. And without it, the shows are fucking boring. And also the shows benefit from that as well. Because 100%. then you see something, you want to know what it is. You're curious to watch because you want to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And really, the more that your show can cause conversation, the better. With the exception of Alone, which no one else has seen but me. 
I will watch. I will watch alone. I, will, I need I will, you to watch it. I want you to watch it alone first. I will watch see. it alone first, okay, great. and I will see if I still get enjoyment. Okay, out here's of it. the problem. Skip the first one because no one cares about the backstories of these people. <laughs> I just see, but that's watch the them problem. Live in the you woods. need you need characters. I don't want Half characters. of all reality TV is characters. the cast. Need they the live alone. They don't interact with anyone. I don't care about their backstories. Taylor, I could be watching four 90 day oh. shows right now there are four 90 day shows running concurrently right now and all of them have at least two or three Wait, there's four 90 day fiancés there's four 90 day fiancés that are just currently running there's like eight Jesus. Total, plus the companion show running where on max and it, on tlc like there's multiple seasons dropped at once um no no, no. so it's not a binge show it is one episode a week. No, it's I know, but so there's four episodes. So right now, running at the same time yeah. for, with appointment viewing. So that's so crazy. here's what here's what happened last night. So last night we turn on the TV. I'm like, okay, can we jump into Justified City Primeval? And Denise was like, <laughs> we will. I'm tired. I I don't I I, I can't. I don't want to grasp that. I'm like, yeah. okay, so we're going to 90 day because that's just what we're going to do. Just if we just want to just sit and just bask. So we go and we open up Max. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So there's an episode. There's episodes of 90 Day the Other Way, Before the 90 Days, um, 90 Day Fiance, The Last Resort, Jesus. and 90 Day UK. Um, which one should we jump into? It's like, well, we're all caught up on uh, The Other Way and Before the 90 Days. So there's new episodes. But you know what? We're still behind on UK. Let's just try to get current oh like we God. are with all the other ones. And then we can just kind of like watch them currently to me, that's as they like, come in every week. I, I, that feels stupid for the franchise because wouldn't it, they benefit from just having one at a time and getting people's excitement? I mean, clearly not. Someone over there must no, be doing the math. Because there is just as much joy from watching the continuing journeys of certain couples as there is from meeting new people who are intriguing messed up new twists on right, it like it's not they're bringing like they in a little bit of catfish they're bringing in a little bit of the right now the the new trend that they've hit on and is working great is couples who spent all of their time 24 7 on video chat for years right because they met during the pandemic and just got used to it yeah and now are meeting for the first time wild um and uh that's the best yeah 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 that's some love is blind fun yeah um that and uh oh this poor dude man this poor guy the thing about the best reality shows and it's why on a certain level they'll always be a little dirty is that they're <laughs> they're wholly irresponsible completely and totally wholly irresponsible so you're meant to watch with other people to so avoid you, to avoid feeling guilty to avoid feeling intense <laughs> guilt for over what you're consuming for the schadenfreude sure in those cases. i mean i remember yeah, when yeah, we were yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. make reality shows there were so many that we couldn't get off the ground because we just couldn't find people who were willing to fight with other people on camera yeah and it's and part of the primal joy of watching these shows is watching people make mistakes that you either want to make or know you would never make and then seeing how they play out sure. and, and by mistakes i also mean going to live in the wilderness and being by yourself doing things that i would never in a million years be brave enough to do right. but it's like hunting killing a buffalo yeah. eating it raw mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what taylor watches tv for she watches tv for the blood i turned i was a vegetarian for 15 years and this is all i want to watch it makes no sense to me logically emotionally i it's it's our bodies perfect. full have full cellular turnover every seven years taylor i'm a new person all of your vegetarian cells gone. they're gone oh, they are they're long gone now gone. you're just you're living for the blood i'm living for it mm. i'm listen you are doing a phenomenal job dying on this hill how are you feeling i feel i feel ready to die Fantastic. Uh, do you have any last words that you'd like to share about your hill? Anything pertaining to it, to the audience of reality TV lovers and haters yes. alike? We didn't get to talk about goddamn uh, Say Yes to the Dress. Can we talk about Say Yes oh, to the please. Dress really quickly? Get into Say Yes to the okay. Dress. <laughs> Say Yes to the Dress is a perfectly, a perfect perfectly formatted hour of television. Every week you know exactly what you're getting. You're pumped through the exact same emotional beats. Yeah, you know the stakes are high in every situation. Completely. You have a few people who recur, who you like, maybe even love. Enough. 
Maybe. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. But don't need them. um you know you're going to get like one of four different types of bride and her party. Yep. Um the conflict What are the four brides and um, which one am okay, I? Okay, the so <laughs> you have the bride who is not satisfied with anything. Okay. The bride who falls in love with something that someone important in her party does not like. Yep. And they're at odds. Um you have the bride who is stretching her budget and there is stress around the budget. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you have the bride who has second thoughts. Oh, I didn't even realize that one. Like, that one's the rarest one. But when you get it, it's great because most often it's played through subtext because it doesn't play into what the producers want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't help them do their job, which is to just create conflict between the bride and the bridal party. Fun. Um, you're going to get like three stories of that. You're also going to maybe get a story of someone coming in to try on the dress right before the wedding and it doesn't fit. Yeah, I was going to say there's a get, lot of... You get that stress. There's a lot of body... But at the end... You're, go you're <laughs> going to see uh, two to four women try on the dress that they're going to get married in and they are going <laughs> to cry. And maybe you're going to cry too. I love it. And then at the end, you see a wedding. So every hour, anytime I put on that show or if you're watching it in a block of four, you know, like, cause that's how <laughs> they do you. Um, you know exactly what you're getting. The details just get remixed. So it feels fresh. You can come in at any point, you so know true. exactly what's going on and just ready to jump on the endorphin train. Like it, it is, it's like, it's like a weapon of mass destruction for your brain. Completely it's just like, agree. like um, just like a, a fat pipe to emotion town. And I love it. Um, and, I completely uh, agree with you. It's and a flawless there has show. never been an episode of Undercover Boss that has not made me cry. Um, so if you want to cry, watch Undercover Boss. I was an intern at DirecTV, like right after uh, the CEO. The of episode? Direct, yes, did an episode. And I remember people being like, you might recognize him from Undercover Boss. And we were all like, wow, famous. Mm. He is famous. Mm. And it's like, this is the worst what's happening here. Um, real quick, back to uh, say yes to the dress, just because it is, I completely agree with you. Uh, such a freeing model. I can absolutely watch that one by myself too because I feel like they're all the same. So there's nothing I'm really breaking down in episode one versus two versus three. Like it's perfect, like nail salon content because mm -hmm. I also don't even need the audio. I can just like be watching it blindly and enjoy every second of it. I will say it did lead me to believe that I was supposed to cry when trying on wedding dresses. And Ooh. I finally had to come wow. to the conclusion I, I mean, which was a very quick conclusion. Like, no, I, I was just like, I like this. Yeah. I was like, I've never once gone shopping and wept over what something looked like. And I just like not going to happen to for me. Like, and I loved my wedding dress and I was like super, but I was like, yeah, yeah, this one, like there was no part of me that was like, and maybe I am a heartless person because like I cried, of course, during Mike's vows. Like I, I am such a crier. Mm -hmm. I am an emotional, like the tiniest thing set me off. I love crying during things, but for some reason I was like, yeah, great. Like it fits. Yeah. Let's make sure it fits on the day. It's great. But did you experience, here's, here's the juice. This is what I want. Where did you experience any neuroses about the fact that you didn't cry in the moment? And did you feel any expectation from everyone else of like, she didn't cry. Like, no, she, are we supposed to step in? A friend in? of mine did when I yeah. went with her. She was like, I guess I just won't be a crier. I guess that's just not a thing. And then she did cry and she was so relieved that she cried that we were like, quick, buy the dress. Like, but it was so <laughs> buy, funny. Buy like, quick, one. yes, you're <laughs> crying. And it looked beautiful on her and she was so right. And it was like, and so she really wanted that experience. I think I was like, I don't need this. Like, I'm so excited. I mean, maybe it's also the difference when you're engaged for three years because yeah. of a pandemic pushing all your shit. It's the, so at a certain point, I was just like, I just want to try them on. I want to try them on with my siblings. I want to have a drink afterward. Like I want to just like the difference have fun with between my mom. reality TV and reality is that we <laughs> contain multitudes, yeah, and, and there are and people maybe who I'm just heartless. no. It, but that's the thing. Maybe you're not heartless. Maybe just after spending twelve hours at a dress shop doing OTFs and and fucking interviews and like trying on dress after dress, you're so tired. You're yeah. so tired that when you finally find a dress that you like, you do just fucking cry. Yeah, and a lot of these women are picked with backstories where it's like, mom would have loved this. Exactly. And like, I'm a monster. Like I'm a but that's my point. In real life, they don't cry every knock fucking on wood, time. No yeah. You think so? In real life, people I don't mean, cry every fucking yeah. time because you didn't. You proved it. No, I proved it. You it, proved it. <laughs> I also was like, I've had three years of acknowledging that like, yeah, I'm going to marry Mike. Like there was no part of me being like, oh my God, I'm going to, it's like, yeah, I know I'm getting married. Yeah. I've already put down like known 85 different deposits. Yep. I'm basically married to this All man already. All cried out. Thank you. So 
done. I'm tapped out. But I love the dress. Didn't cry. Was Perfect. never going to cry. <laughs> anyway. All right. Last words. Last words. What do you got for us before, before I read you your eulogy? You know, I hope that this episode uh, is better than the Paragon of Virtue that was our original episode. I think it is because I didn't like the show I had to binge. And so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay we'll enough, talk about enough, this for enough. an hour. Um, and this, I feel like, is more universal. If No matter what show you like, you can jump in and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think you crushed it. Thank you very much. 10 out much. of 10 I'm episode. so glad that we got to hang out, How do you Taylor. feel? How do you I, feel? I, you know, I feel good. I feel nervous about having any opinion in 2023, but I feel like <laughs> this one is a good one to have. If people ag- disagree with me on it, I don't think I'll get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> you ready to die? I am so ready to die, it's crazy. Woo! We have gathered here today to celebrate the life of Matt Lieberman, who tragically died on the hill of, what's the new hill? Uh, um, you can't watch reality TV by yourself. You can't watch reality TV by yourself. You can follow Matt's Legacy on Instagram at Matthew D. Lieberman, which is M-A-T-T-H-E-W-D-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N, and at Twitter at Matt Lieberman, same spelling without the few and the D. Uh, Matt, we're very grateful for your time here on this podcast and this earth. May you rest in peace somewhere surrounded by loved ones and whatever trash TV you're, you're into. <laughs> Posthumously, thank you. You're welcome. Posthumously. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for listening to Hills I Die On. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review letting us know what you think. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Hills I Die On Podcast and on Twitter at Hills I Die On. Follow me on Twitter slash Instagram at I'm Taylor Cox. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.